changes get the Pelicans the win over the Houston Rockets. The numbers behind why Jose Alvarado needs to keep the role we saw from him, why you don't need to worry about how many shot attempts Zion Williamson is taking, and what else do we need to see from Brandon Ingram? All that and a little bit more in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked on Pelicans. Your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Monday, the Pelicans win over the weekend, beating the Houston Rockets, getting a much needed win, it feels like, 119-106, though it was a little bit nerve-wracking at times, but you finally saw Willie Green make some changes. It wasn't perfect, but we saw a different role for Jose Alvarado and him used differently. We saw Point Zion in full effect, but also in the third quarter, what was Brandon Ingram doing wrong? We'll get to all of that and more in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about this team in a way no one else is. I mentioned free in five days a week. And today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. So let's get to it. 119-106 win. You saw some changes from Willie Green to the rotation, to the way the offense was run. And that's what you needed to see. There were two big things that carried this team. There was Point Zion. But let's start with Jose Alvarado because he was an absolute hero in this game. This is a player who, despite being undersized, and you saw that be a problem at times for him. This wasn't a perfect game by any means. It's just an impactful player in so many ways. Also getting a little bit chippy, never giving up even when the game was won, baiting the Houston Rockets into kind of losing their composure, getting ejected, BS, but they just kind of kicked him out so that nothing else was going to happen because the game was over. Just a fun and easy player to root for and deserved all of the cheers in the Smoothie King Center. He was great in this one, coming in off of the bench and in a way that we haven't seen before. Willie Green finally listened and did it. He finished the night, by the way, 20 minutes off the bench, five of six from the field, 12 points, five assists. He is an impactful player, and Willie Green changed the rotation. Normally, you see him be one of the first guards off the bench, and then it's Devontae Graham. But Willie Green went with Devontae Graham first, checking in towards the end of the first quarter. And you didn't see Jose Alvarado play any of the first period. And it kind of made us nervous for a second. But then you saw Jose get a ton of run in the second quarter. And if they were going to hold that same type of rotation, it meant that you would not see Jose Alvarado in the third, but it meant that he would be trying to close the game with Jose. We've been lamenting some of those Devontae Graham in the fourth quarter minutes, put in Jose Alvarado, who's better defensively, who's just makes an impact in the game in a different way. And that's what New Orleans did. And after New Orleans completely blew that third quarter, 
allowing the Houston Rockets to go up big time in that one. You saw them put Jose Alvarado back in and closed the game out to the tune of plus 14 in the minutes that he was out there on the court. Really, the Pelicans closed that fourth quarter, winning that period by 21 points, more or less, is a net positive there. That's due to, a big part of it's due to Jose Alvarado being out there on the court. I have the numbers to back it up. Any metric you look at with him, he is good. He is just a good player. When you look at the Pelicans in terms of net rating, so offensive rating when they're on the court minus the defensive rating when they're on the court, Brandon Ingram leads the way with plus 14.3. CJ is next, 13.1. Zion's right after that, 9.7. All those guys being high makes sense. The starters are winning their minutes. Their net ratings are all going to be good, even if CJ McCollum is struggling. And by the way, that's going to be the topic of tomorrow's show. And then you have Jose Alvarado coming in tied with Zion for third. Positive 9.7. He is a good player. You look at his numbers with Zion, something we've wanted to see more so, and it's great. When Zion Williamson is on the court without Jose Alvarado, he has a net rating of 1.69. When they're both out there on the court together in 92 minutes, it's a net rating of positive 12.58. Jose, when he's just out there on the court even without Zion... Positive 7.16. Any way you slice it, any way you look at Jose Alvarado being out there on the court, well, he's a net positive player. They're winning those minutes. And then you look at that number with him and Zion out there, realizing how good they are defensively and offensively, and the net rating with both those guys, play them together. Jose is a guy that can get this team into their offense quickly. How many times did they get easy buckets because he got in the half-court sauce seam and just took it, caused the defense to rotate, and then just pass the ball to someone else? Or was knocking down shots because he was in the right place, the corners, when Zion was down, banging down low, or driving from the perimeter, and we'll get into Zion's offensive game and how they used him in the next segment, and then kicks it out to Jose who made the right type, it made his shots. It's really as simple as that. And Jose's willing to pass up the ball again. You know, you can get some secondary assists for Zion. He had one in this, the hockey assist. Any way you slice it, Jose is an impactful player. So seeing him get the basically the entirety of the fourth quarter in this one, that's exactly what you want to see. That was an adjustment that Willie Green needed to make. We hadn't seen very many minutes in the fourth quarter for Jose Alvarado this season. I believe going into this game, it was under 60 minutes played in the fourth quarter. Well, Jose Alvarado played basically all 12 minutes in the, in the fourth quarter in this one, eight points for him, four assists, two of three from three. You can't really ask for anything else other than the three steals and he plays good defense. He was getting killed on some screens. You saw that to start the fourth quarter, but they really started to get into form and kicked it up a level. That's where he's a little bit undersized. That's going to hurt you there. But everything else he gives you, everything else he does, you, you live with that. You know, you can't put Dyson in for five minutes to because he was dying on screens. You just got to run with Jose because everything else he gives you is so important. And he's like the heart and soul of this team at times. They love him. He gets them fired up. You need an energy guy like that. You know, that Grand Theft Alvarado he had in the fourth quarter when this game was getting away from New Orleans, got the crowd back into it, which gave life to the team. You can't put a number, a price on a guy being that important and that impactful. And then you see it in the net rating on the minutes. He should be getting more minutes. 20 is about right for him, maybe a little bit more than that. But Jose in the fourth quarter, when this team needed him, 
Yes, more of that good adjustment by head coach Willie Green. So coming up next, they use Zion Williamson differently. And if you look at the box score and you see he only had nine shot attempts in this game and you're worried about that, I'm here to tell you you're wrong. And I'll explain why, because you're missing two big things when it comes to those shot attempts that he took and had in this game. So that's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Every time you're trying to hire for your small business, it can feel like a high stakes wager. If you get it wrong, it's going to hurt you. If it takes too long to find quality candidates, you're bleeding money, basically. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can't have those positions open. It's costing you money. You need them filled so that you can run, especially if your margins aren't high. So go to LinkedIn Jobs because they have simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. And if you're a job seeker, there's tons of things posted there. Go find it. It's the number one job site. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedonmba. That's linkedin.com slash lockedonmba to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team completely free. Tell a friend about the show. This team's fun. They seem like they're starting to finally figure some things out. They've got this nice long homestand that's going to help them hopefully get back on track. Tell a friend about a show. Make sure they know what's going on around this Pelicans team. And now for your second listen. Check out Locked On Sports today for all the games that matter across all sports. Go beyond the scoreboard behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, it's like one-stop shop. Everything you need to know in the sports world, they got it covered in under 30 minutes. Locked On Sports today, available on this, uh, on wherever you get your podcast, YouTube as well. All right. So, the Pelicans beating the Houston Rockets 119-106. Changes! Done by head coach Willie Green, which we wanted to see. That's kind of been the theme of this show. Everyone talking about the Pelicans, what they needed to do differently. Because 6-6 six and six was disappointing, particularly that, that Portland game. You know, we saw them play not amazing against the Chicago Bulls. The mistakes that they were doing were going to cost them. The bad rotations and questionable decisions from Willie Green were going to cost them. And it did at home against a Portland team that was not playing Damian Lillard. And against the Houston Rockets, you finally saw those proper changes using Jose Alvarado a little bit more. And all of the numbers back that up. And we watched it and how impactful he was. But we've also seen how they've used Zion and how they haven't used Zion. A lot of post-ups leading to him maybe not having the most efficient games. And then at times you've seen them use him as point Zion. And it's like an entirely different thing. And so while they don't need to completely rebuild their offense, they definitely needed to make some tweaks and get Zion into the right spots, use him the way that he should be used. And he delivered in this game a masterful performance. But I've seen some people, and we'll get into that, but I want to start with this. I've seen some people focus on the wrong things. And I saw some people during the game tweeting this out. People that frankly should know better. I'm not going not gonna to name names or anything like that. Zion in this one only had nine shot attempts. 
Nine shot attempts. He was eight of nine from the field. Don't get me started on that. Nine shot attempts. And I saw people saying he needs to be shooting more. Why is he not getting enough shot attempts and all of these things? And I've seen that repeatedly. And at times that's correct, but at times it's not. And this is one of those games where it is very incorrect to say that he was not getting the ball enough, that they weren't using him right all of those sorts of things. You can still see afford to have his usage go up, but they used him well in this. Nine shot attempts, if you're looking at the box score, you're not watching what he's doing out there on the court, how he's defended. Zion, in those nine shot attempts, scored 26 points. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. 26 points on nine shot attempts. That's because he went to the line 12 times. So he's actually taking more than nine shot attempts. Just when he gets fouled and it's a shooting foul and it's not an and one situation, that doesn't register in the box score as a shot attempt. But you know he took more than nine shots. Here's the other thing. Every time he gets the ball, he's doubled or there's two defenders moving towards him. You don't always want him fighting through that. You want him doing the right thing, which is passing the ball. There are two guys on him. That means someone somewhere on the court for New Orleans is open. Find that guy. And I'm leading to a point here at the end of this. Zion had six assists in this game. He also had one hockey assist. Zion, on the night, also had nine potential assists. He could have, if they made all the shots he passed on, finished with 26 points, four rebounds, nine assists, one steal, and just three turnovers. That is insane. He created 16 points for the Pelicans off of those assists that he had. That is what, 42 total points created by Zion Williamson? That is a tremendous performance. That is an excellent game from him. That's because they used him correctly offensively. Too often we've seen the Pelicans go with Zion or CJ and let them initiate the offense and then hope that those guys making shots would space the court for Zion Williamson. That has never happened. He's had some inefficient games because they really only, for a while, like to get him the ball in the low block, where teams know that he's just going to attack the backboard or attack the rim, and he's going to go to his left. And they were beating him to that spot. The problem was, and this is why he has six assists in this game, when you just use him in those low block post-up situations, there's not a ton of passing options for him. He doesn't have the ability to pass anywhere on the court. He's really kind of limited to that side of the court he's on, and they often do a lot of clearouts. They don't give him outlets to pass to. So what's he supposed to do? Supposed to fight through three defenders to try and get that, and now you're playing like a big, and they're not going to call a lot of those fouls. But if you put him at the top of the key, run horn sets for him, where you have guards screening for him and different things like that, it works. Because when you put him at the top of the three-point line, the middle of the three-point line, And he starts to go downhill. Guess what? He can see the whole court in front of him. He can pass to the left side. He can pass to the right. There's just more options for him. And you saw this one. They let him bring the ball up. They initiated the offense through him. And it created shots for others. Nine potential assists for Zion in this. The other thing that I love what he's doing is playing that selfish, selfless style of basketball. You know, when you say he had only three shot attempts in a first half, yeah, there's four dudes on him every time. He shouldn't be shooting over that. Sometimes he should. And now they're using him properly. And look at the game he just had. He created 42 points for New Orleans. He was a plus 21 when he was out there. When he was attacking the basket, he was unstoppable. Now, 
In the third quarter, they went away from him a little too much. This will tie into something I want to talk about tomorrow with CJ McCollum, his role not playing well. Do they need to maybe move him to the bench, give him some time off? He's dealing with some sort of sickness. There's a lot going on there. You know, he's a new dad. Maybe that's part of the problem too, and he's just exhausted. You know, all of those things can kind of come into play. We'll look at that tomorrow. But when CJ tried to take over, it wasn't the best. And this team couldn't make shots. They struggled to score. And they were giving up fast break opportunities off missed buckets. CJ was 3 of 14 in this one. You've got to realize sometimes just who the hot hand is. And it's almost always going to be Zion. Run the ball through him. Let him create shots for others. It leads to really good things. Like sometimes it's this isn't hard. Give Zion the ball at the top of the key. Then when they went to him in the low post in the fourth quarter, it was open way more. It was open way more because other guys had been in a groove, were impacting the game because of what Zion was doing earlier. And it's a nice balance of things. He doesn't always have to have it at the top of the three-point line or in the low post, but you've got to find the right mix of those two. They found it in this game, and it was a big reason why they won. Zion was awesome. In this one, don't always look at the shot attempts he's having. Look at how he's being used offensively, the amount of assists and potential assists that he has. You can see all of that's on NBA.com slash stats. It's where I pull all of this data or those numbers at the very least. You can see the shot attempts don't tell the story with him this year with how he's being defended. If he's drawing two, someone's open. Find that guy because the Pelicans are a good three-point shooting team, even though they didn't shoot the three ball well in this one, mainly because C.J. McCollum was 1 of 7 and Brandon Ingram was 0 for 4 and Trey Murphy 0 for 5. Those off nights happen. More often than not, you're going to nail those threes and New Orleans could have won by 30 in this one by the end of the game. All right, coming up next, let's talk about Brandon Ingram, what we want to see from him because there was a stretch where He wasn't great, and the lineups didn't work, and I want to look at that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net, your number one source for betting info, stats, news, analysis, whatever it is you might need. So get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, whether it's football to basketball, soccer, the World Cup. They got eSports. You can get it all over at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, and I hope you do, you can find those over at betonline.net as well. So it's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and the action happening right now over at betonline.net, betonline, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down the wins, the losses, the ch-ch-ch-changes. That's not going to get old doing that in today's show, though that's probably the last time I'm going to say it. Um, and now for your second listen, go check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So the Pelicans won against the Houston Rockets, 119-106. A game you had to win. This Houston Rockets team was 2-10 going into this one. You don't lose to that team if you want to be a serious contender or a playoff team. You have to do that. And New Orleans did it for the most part until the third quarter where the wheels just absolutely fell off. They lost that quarter 37-23. It's a 14-point swing. That is 
yeah, it's bad, right? Like it's just, just a really terrible thing. And all of the problems we've talked about with the Pelicans really started to rear their head during that period. They went away from Zion, even when he was out there on the court. The defense wasn't doing anything. And Brandon Ingram just wasn't himself. And it was an odd stretch. He just looked oddly passive during that time. And I can't really explain what went on. In the third quarter, Brandon Ingram was a minus 12. They had a lineup of Brandon Ingram, Larry Nance Jr., Trey Murphy, Najee Marshall, and Devontae Graham. And it was bad. Just really, really bad in that third quarter. And I don't know what went on. Zion played until about like five minutes left in the third. And they were about even during that run. And then in the four or so minutes that that lineup mostly played together for like three, yeah, it was about four minutes. I'm looking at it right now, four minutes. It was rough. In the four minutes they played together, it was a minus 13 during that stretch. That's not good. That's not good. It, that's a lineup that Brandon Ingram needs to just go and do his thing. And he was off. He was settling for contested fadeaway late in the shot clock mid-range jumpers. He didn't really seem like he wanted to be involved. He was trying to pass the ball and not do things. That's a lineup that's designed for him to take over. There's some defense in there with Najee Marshall, with Larry Dance Jr. You have shooting with Trey Murphy and Devontae Graham. And because B.I. was so passive, it just made it all easy to defend. There was not a lot of ball movement. He has moments like this. Overall, he finished with a fine game, but it felt like he wasn't as impactful as some of his teammates were. He finished with 20 points on the night, five assists, three steals, you know, but he out there being passive in that lineup and then just not playing any defense. The Pelicans were just getting burned repeatedly during that stretch by Jalen Green, who decided he wanted to go out and really, really score and stick it to this team. He finished with 15 points in that period because no one could defend him. No one really wanted to defend him, and they just let him blow by, by them. That's a lineup that Brandon Ingram at least has to go out and score and lead this team. The 0 for 4, when you're the only guy out there for basically that whole period for New Orleans, you need to be shooting more. He needs to go and just take over a game, which is certainly, certainly easier said than done. It's not like, you know, it's an easy thing just to turn it over and go, I'm going to dominate this game and no one else is going to keep up with me, right? Jalen Green maybe did that. But if guys could just flip a switch and do that whenever they wanted, they'd do it all the time. So it led to, you know, a really scary moment for New Orleans where they looked like they were blowing this game only to really regain it when they kind of went back to everything they were doing. Found the right combinations, got Jose Alvarado in there, went through all, uh, Zion on offense again. And it's super easy. And that's what they need to do going forward. But when they get away from that, which they did during some of that stretch in the third, makes it dicey, makes it dicey. So it wasn't a perfect game, but I think this was the start of what we hope is the start of a turning point for New Orleans with some of the changes that Willie Green made. This team is very clearly tired. I was on Pelicans radio with Gus Kattengill before the game, you know, and he talked about it being a six game homestand. And I realized something and I said it then, right? You know, he's like, well, they got off to a bad start, you know, losing that first game of the homestand. And it's like, that's not really the first game of the homestand. It was the second night of a back to back. They got back probably at midnight, one in the morning didn't really have time to actually be rested. You just had to play a game. You got to sleep in your own bed for, what, four or five hours, and that's about it, before going to the arena and going to do the thing. 
So it wasn't like it was a restful period for them. This was really the first game of the homestand, and look at what they did. And now they have a day off. They didn't practice on Sunday. They're practicing today on Monday, and now they're back at it on Tuesday with another back-to-back. Hopefully that rest, hopefully the practice, which is tough to do on the road, is going to get them set, back, correct, right. We're going to see. But if it is, this is definitely going to be the start of a turning point for New Orleans. So what was the biggest change you saw in the game? Was it Jose Alvarado? Was it how they used Zion? Was it maybe a change they didn't make that you would still like to see? Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.